Blog Talk Radio. Anyone want coffee? Hello, fellow book writers and caffeine fiends. Welcome to A Daily Cup of Joe, where you'll get to hear from publishing industry pros and affirm your inner bookworm. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of A Daily Cup of Joe. Wednesdays are discussions with attendees of Utopia who've had revelations while at the conference. Those writers who've been moved by the event to do more, be more, and accomplish things they never considered before attending. I'm Joe Michaels of the Joe Michaels blog, and I'm your host. Today, I have the super awesome Christina Benjamin here with me. Christina is the award-winning author of the Geneva Project series, which includes the titles Truth, Secrets, and Lies. You can check out the newest installment, Lies, on Amazon and visit her website, ChristinaBenjaminAuthor.com, via the links in the show description. We'll be talking about what got Christina into writing, what she took away from and learned at Utopia, and what she's working on right now for all you readers out there. If you're ready, grab a cup of joe and let's get to it. How are you this morning, Christina? Good. How are you? I am most excellent. I'm a morning person. It has to do with the coffee. Um, <laughs> sometimes I like to kind of break the ice here and kind of ask you like a personal question. Um, if you drink coffee, which most of us do, what do you take in it? How do you take your coffee? Yeah, I am addicted to coffee, uh, like most writers, and I drink my coffee black, so just plain old coffee and lots of it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite brand? Um, I really like Gavalia. Oh, that's a great brand. Yes, I agree 100%. Um, are you a member of the Gavalia, like, coffee club? No, I need to do that. Oh, yeah. They send you coffee at a discount every month. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely need that. <laughs> so you were at Utopia 2015, um, and I have a couple of questions for you about that conference and about next year and just some of the things about your book, so we're going to roll right into it, okay? Great. All right, so what revelations did you have this year while you were at Utopia? Oh, my gosh, so many. Utopia was just completely eye-opening for me. Um, it was kind of like, I don't know, I think being an author, I always, a new author, I always feel like, you know, one step behind, kind of like, oh, how did that get put together? Or I wish I was a part of that, or I wish I'd known about this, you know? So mm-hmm. going to Utopia, yeah. I just finally felt like, oh, my gosh, this is it. Like, this is where you meet all those people, and you get to be a part of all these things. It was kind of like an introduction to, like, the secret society of writers that I've always wanted to be a part of. So (laughs) I definitely had that feeling of finding your tribe and, you know, just feeling really, really included and supported, and that was awesome. (laughs) I love that. Welcome to the secret society of Utopia. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yes, it's absolutely. It's about the connections. Yeah, it was just really nice, yeah. you know, because I think as writers, we all kind of get that, like, feeling of the career is 
kind of a loner career. You do your writing by yourself for the most part. So it's just nice to find other writers and connect with them and other people that have that same love for what you do. And you just feel really supported and not alone in that world anymore. And that just took the fear out of out of being a writer and out of making this career for me. So did you attend any other conferences that were – like you were there and you were like, oh, my goodness, I'm terrified to be here because I'm all by myself. Did you have that at all? Yeah. Anything else? Definitely. Um, I went to a couple different conferences before Utopia, and they were all great for their own reasons, but everyone kind of kept to themselves, and if they were already in, like, their little group of writers or cliques, they would kind of stay that way. Um, So I guess I just expected that's how all conferences are. And when I finally joined Utopia, I was kind of late to the party. Um, Stephanie Erickson was like, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. And finally I was like, okay, you're right, you know. (laughs) And so I joined and then found that um, we are going to Utopia group on Facebook. And everyone Mm -hmm. in the group was just so friendly and supportive. And they're like, oh, we're going to give you a hug. And I was like, these people are crazy, you know. (laughs) But then I got there and it was like that. You know, everyone was so friendly and open and just wanted to talk to you and know who you are, and and it was amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. I love Stephanie. She shows up on my blog every year during my December um, review and request event where, I, you know, I fill up my TBR for the next year. She shows up every year, and she's just an amazing supporter. So I, I love her to death. Yes. Love, uh, Stephanie. Shout out. <laughs> so, <laughs> These revelations, like, what was it, what was the one event during the con that caused it? Like, was there one thing or was it several things? Um, It was a lot of things, but probably the biggest thing for me were um, the keynote speeches that started every day. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, in particular, Denise Grover-Swank and Lauren Miller, they just, both of their their speeches were so different, but also kind of hit on that same thing of that, you know, we've all had those aha moments in life, and it kind of brings you to realize that life is short, and you need to follow your heart and follow your passions now. And that's something that I had just been feeling for so long, and hearing both of them talk about it just kind of drove that home, you know, and made me have the courage to just follow my heart and write everything I want to write, everything I've been too scared to write, and the conference just gives you the tools to to do all of that. Oh, I absolutely agree. So your mindset changed, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely feel a lot more confident now. Was it just confidence? Come on. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, and, and it, the cool thing is, like like I was saying, you know, I always kind of felt like I was, late to the party, like you'll go on Facebook and see all these cool events going on or um, like Facebook takeovers and I was always like, oh man, I want to do that, you know, but it's already full, you know, I was just attending kind of as like a fan or a reader. So being at Utopia, I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to dive in. I'm just, even if I don't know how to do something, I'm going to learn and ask questions and I had this mentality of I'm going to say yes to everything this year, and I really haven't. It's been incredible. My my plate, my calendar is just completely full, and I've jumped in with both feet and I have a million things going on, but it's great. You know, I'd rather be busy doing what I love than always being like, oh, man, I wish I could do that, you know? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes me so happy to hear that, that it just, it gave you that boost of confidence and drive to jump in there and do it and be it because it, the time is now, right? Denise Fox and her husband, oh my goodness, oh, you just, you listened to her, you were like, did that really happen to you? <laughs> right? You know, yeah. Yeah. Did you have a favorite activity or a panel from 2015? Um, I really enjoyed the um, audiobook panel. I I really want to do an audiobook this year. That's one of my goals. So I made sure I want that panel because I, since mm-hmm. of course I'd never been to Utopia, I didn't know. I was like, I want to do everything. I want to get an exhibitor table and I want to go to the panels and you know, and then being there, yeah. I was like, oh, this is really hard. Like you can't be in three places at once. So. Luckily, yeah. <laughs> my husband came with me, and so I was having him man the table, and I would run to panels, and then we would switch. Um, so we we both kind of were taking notes on panels. But I made sure I went to the audiobook one because that was a goal of mine to kind of figure out what I'm doing. And that was really beneficial for me, and I got to talk to a couple of people on the panel. And um, I was like, okay, we're doing this. And I actually am starting my audiobook this week I have um, two people that are going to do the recordings for me. So, I mean, that that was just really cool. Like I'm saying, it just gave me the drive to just go out and do it. I don't really know what I was waiting for before, but Utopia seemed to, like, just kick me into gear. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, man, audiobooks are the bomb. So it's really cool that that came from a panel. Um, yeah. Was there a specific thing they discussed in that panel that, like, kicked that into drive for you, or was it just everything? I think it was just a little bit of everything. I was probably like the girl in the crowd that my hand was up like the entire time and I could see everyone looking around like, is there anyone else with questions? I was just asking them like anything and everything and, you know, should I do dual narrator or just single or what do you prefer or who did you like working with and all that kind of stuff. Um, So I just got a ton of information and it was really nice because um, Cameo was on that one and Carlisle. And they're just so awesome, and I, it amazes me that I talk to them on Facebook and call them friends now, and they're just all so helpful and supportive, and I, I really enjoyed that. That's Yeah, I agree. I, I love Cameo. I love Carlisle. Carlisle is just they're thinking sweet. Um, but we like people who are in the audience and raise their hand and ask questions because it kind of moves the panel forward. It gives you more discussion fodder. So high five to you. That was, that was good putting yourself out there like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people sit and they're like gobsmacked or they're terrified to raise their hand and ask that question. So by all means, yes, attend the panels, ask the questions. The the panelists love it. They really do. So um, 2015 was the only year that you've been to Utopia so far? Yeah, it was my first year. Oh, awesome. We love newbies. So are you coming in 2016, and what are you most looking forward to? Yes, I'm definitely coming. I was with one of the people that reserved my table and room before I even left this past year. <laughs> I was like, I will be here. This is amazing. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because as soon as I came home, um, I live in St. Augustine, Florida, and I met so many authors from Florida, and I was kind of joking around. I met Christina Cercelli the first day. Our tables were next to each other. And um, luckily, I'm a really loud talker, so she heard me saying that I'm from St. Augustine. And she's like, hey, that's where I'm from. So it was really cool to, you know, have to drive all the way to Tennessee to meet my neighbors. But now I have this group of Florida authors that I all met through Utopia. And 
we've sort of been getting together every other month or whenever we can. And it's just really fun to be in that setting of, like I say, people that just share your passion. And we've all kind of been through the same thing. And we're talking about work in progress. And, you know, we're saying maybe one day it would be cool to actually do work together. Um, So I'm really excited to go back and kind of have that group to go back with. And, of course, I can't wait to see all the other amazing people that I met um, last year. But I'm bringing two authors with me this year that have never gone before, too. So I'm really excited to have them have their first Utopia experience. Excellent. Excellent. I had the exact same experience. I went all the way to Tennessee, and I met Bella Roccaforte, and she lives right here near me. And I said, it's a shame that we had to drive four hours to meet whenever we live 20 minutes apart. So, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, exactly. I was like, there has to be some sort of, like, author database. (laughs) You can go online and find out all the authors in your area because there's six of them, and I didn't know any of them. And, I mean, St. Augustine's a pretty small town. I'm like, how do we all live so close to each other and not know each other? You know, it's crazy. Okay, Christina, that's a brilliant idea, and you should definitely put that into action. Yeah, we need, like, like an author dating service, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of, yeah, but, like, to get with people who live near you and share ideas. Because I I tell you, we we have coffee here once a month, and the authors that come to coffee ended up coming to Utopia because (laughs) we talked about it so much, me and Bella. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it so fun because you, like, you know people there, and, I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what my experience will be like this year because last year as a newbie, I went and didn't know anyone, and I really did have an amazing experience. I mean, I met people in line, and um, I met Kathy Lynn Cross in line, and we stood in that line for, like, 40 minutes to check into our room. And so after that, like, we were just best friends, and I'm like, okay, this is awesome. Like, you, you just make a friend in line at Utopia. I guess everyone really is really friendly here. <laughs> but so I'm excited <laughs> to see what it'll be like going back and knowing people this year. <laughs> yes, you do. That line was crazy long. They had some kind of an issue with like getting the keys carted to the room. And there was one lady yeah, who was running all over the hotel just to like magnetize the cars <laughs> because the only machine yeah. they had that worked was like upstairs. It was crazy. So yeah, forty five minutes in that line, but hey, friendships that last but, forever. Exactly. Like, only Utopia could make that fun, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So how many people would you say that you added to your tribe during the conference? Oh, my gosh. I mean, hundreds. I I just met so many amazing bloggers and authors and readers and just made really great friends. And, I mean, a lot of them I talk to you on a daily basis. And, I mean, that's just amazing. I would say my – just like my Facebook and – Twitter and everything just kind of doubled from people that I met at Utopia. Yeah, I know the feeling the first year that I went, I came home and suddenly I had 400 friend requests. I was like, whoa. I know, it's (laughs) crazy. Yeah, and it's funny because you actually know them all. You've met them and you're like, hey, I know you. I would know you on site. So it's just so awesome for tribe building. It's, It's unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life and I know you'd have to agree, but it's just different. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, along that thread, if someone was thinking about going to Utopia and, and they have their tickets for 2016 and they're going to join us for the war games, which will be awesome, um, what's one piece of advice you would give them? I would say, um, 
you know, do what I did, just dive in with both feet. Um, I know a lot of people, when they go to things for the first time, they kind of like to go as just kind of like a viewer, like just checking it all out, getting some information, seeing if maybe they want to like go all in next year. And I just say just do it all now. Just jump in, try it all, and don't stand on the sidelines. Just kind of just put yourself out there because I'm so glad I did. I met so many incredible people that if I had, you know, kind of been in my shell still and just kind of checking it all out, I feel like I really would have missed out. So I just, I mean, just go for it and do everything. Try things you wouldn't normally do and just talk to people because I just met the coolest people just by walking up and saying, hi, and who are you? What's your name? You know? (laughs) So (laughs) it was really cool. Oh, absolutely, yes. Um, So you're an author, obviously, an award-winning author. Let's restate that because that is important, everyone listening. Um, What sparked your desire to write in the first place, and why the Geneva Project? What is that about? Fill us in. Okay. So I've always loved writing and storytelling. It, It goes all the way back to when I was a kid. My dad and I just he would start a story, and I would make up the middle, and then he would finish it. Um, I think it just all started with bedtime stories. So, you know, be careful when you're reading bedtime stories to your kids all the time because they're going to want more and more. And I was like, you know, let's make up stories. That's more fun, you know. <laughs> and he would drive me to school, and we'd make up stories, or we'd just, like, people watch and kind of make up funny stories about where they could be coming from or going to. And so I think I just always had that love of storytelling. And um, I went to school for English, had a degree in it, and I loved it. But I think graduating, I didn't really know what to do with it. And like I said, it, I don't know, it was just such a weird feeling knowing you want to write, but then not feeling like, well, I can't be an author. You know, they're kind of these all up on a pedestal. I don't know any of them in real life. And like, you just can't come right out of school and write a book and publish it, you know. So yeah. I I ended up getting another great job that I loved, and I worked there for 12 years, and I just kind of became um, an avid reader. That kind of was where I got my fix for storytelling. And I finished reading Harry Potter, Hunger Games, and Twilight all in one year. I read, like, the last book in the series. And anyone who's read and was addicted to those books, you know that feeling of loss you have when they're over. You're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do with my life now? (laughs) So that that is what really made me decide to write because I just – I didn't have a new book to read. I kind of had that feeling of, oh, my gosh, I'm going to start another series and it's always going to come to an end and I'm always going to have this feeling at the end of what to start next. And I thought, you know, why don't I just – write my own series just for myself, for fun. And that way I have those characters forever. Like I'll create the world. I'll create the people. Um, So that was kind of my idea. And I just sat down on my lunch break every day and would just start writing the story rather than reading a story. And I'm a total pantser. So it was kind of fun to just write it as it came to me. So you're almost experiencing it as a reader would for the first time because I didn't really know what I was writing. I would write it oh, that's really cool, and we kind of, like, mm-hmm. see where the story was going as I was writing it. Yeah. So, I mean, that is kind of what drove me to start writing it to begin with. Well, why specifically the Geneva Project? Like, what what is it about that series that draws you in? What's it about? Okay, so 
everyone always asks, like, how did you come up with a name? And um, it was weird. I don't. I think maybe all writers do this, and this is how you should know you're a writer. But do you ever walk around and kind of like narrate your own life, and you have like these voices in your head talking to you? And so I always had that. And when I sat down to start writing, um, the I didn't even know what I was going to do. I just opened my laptop and just opened a new Word document, and I wrote down. My name is Geneva Summers, and I don't know where that came from. So I like to just joke around saying that, like, Geneva was in my head, and she really wanted her story to be told. Um, so she said, you know, my name's Geneva Summers. And so those were the first words I wrote in the story, and everything else just kind of um, developed around Geneva. And, you know, she needed this best friend to confide in, and so I came up with the character Remy. And then, you know, she needed this other person that kind of knew um, a little bit more about the legend and all the secrets of the island that she lived on um, to help her find out the truth about herself. So that was Nova. And so all these really fun characters and stories just developed around this girl, Geneva, um, who was orphaned by this terrible flood. Um, And she grew up in an orphanage where the kids don't even get to keep their names. They're either a John and a number or a Jane and a number. And, um, Mm. So she, she's always had this quest for the truth to kind of know her true identity. Um, she's that kid that always asks why and can't just go along with the plan. And so that's kind of where the story came from, just that idea of being like a nameless number in society and, and how important names are and how your identity is really wrapped up in that. Um, and, of course, I had to weave magic and legends and mythology in there because I love all those things. So it's just a really fun story about um, – you know, like, it's a little bit dystopian, and it's kind of coming of age. You have these kids that are trying to figure out where they belong, and they have these amazing adventures and quests that they need to go on to fulfill their destiny. Oh, that sounds really cool. So do you feel like you've had success with that series? Like, I I know that sometimes success is defined differently by different authors, and I define it as if my book moves someone – to think differently, I've succeeded. That's my success. So how would you define success, and do you think you've achieved it with this theory? Yeah, and I like how you just said that. Like, that's exactly how I measure it, too. Um, for me, I, I started writing and decided to make this a full-time career because I, I absolutely love it. Once I just committed to writing the books and publishing the books, I, I realized that I was finally – following my heart and pursuing my dreams of of being a writer and I've waited too long to do it you know so I I didn't want to give up any more time doing something that I didn't love um so I mean that right there was almost success for me it it took me a long time but I had a wake-up call in my life that you know realizing life is short and you should fill your time doing the things you love and with the people you love so writing is definitely that thing for me and I with the books I started sharing it um at school. So I speak to a lot of fifth grade and up classes and when you have just one kid come up to you and say, I read your book and you know, it I just really related to your character and how they needed to know more or your book helped me understand my best friend better or I can talk to my parents about this book and we have this fun connection now. I mean that just there's no better feeling to me that you had touched someone with your writing in a positive way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so um, that's 
<laughs> it seems we define success the same way. Uh, so, <laughs> which one has been your favorite? Like you said, that people come up to you and say X, Y, Z, but there has to be one that stood out more than any other, right? Oh, a book or like a, a comment. A comment, something someone said about your book or your series and just said, you know, like, this was awesome or this made me do this or think yeah. this way. What, which one was your favorite so far? Um, I think when anyone comes up to me and say that they want to start writing because of either something I said when I was talking to them at a school visit or because of my book, that is definitely the cool. Um I just got to go home to my hometown in Pennsylvania and speak at my old high school. And that was mm-hmm. such an amazing, surreal experience um, because my school is great about just, you know, kind of letting kids foster what they what they love and what they believe in. And I was really into the art. So going back there, I got to speak to a seventh grade creative writing class. And um, they had amazing questions about, you know, if, if they want to start writing now, what should they do with publishing and stuff like that. So afterwards, I was just kind of thanking the librarian um, the next day for having me and all that kind of stuff. And she said Mm -hmm. that she's had such a great response of students coming to her saying that they want to write their own novels, that they've started um, something called their their own novel experience. So they're going to work on novel writing together. So that was an amazing moment, and I just it was so cool to hear that. That is amazing. Heck, yeah, start the revolution. <laughs> I love that. So which one of your Geneva Project books is going to be an audio book? Are you starting with the first one, um, Truth, or are you going with the last yeah. one? I'm first? starting with this one, um, and that was something that I was asking at the panels. I I really wanted to have the same narrator throughout, and I know that you can go through ACX and kind of find the right one, but some of the people on the panel were like, well, they did the first three books on um, kind of that that profit share, but then by the time they got to the last book in the series, that narrator had kind of gotten really big, and they had to renegotiate contracts and stuff like that. So I wanted to find someone off the bat that I knew I would love and would fit the series and be able to do all the books in the series. It's going to be a four-book series. Um, so I found... And some really great narrators locally in Florida that I'm going to work with. And they both do theater and are actors, so I'm really excited to get that done. And so they're going to be starting on Truth this year. Oh, that's amazing. Are Are you going to do the ACX? Are you going to do it um, with the royalty share, or how did you decide to attack that? And that's for authors out there who are considering it. There are two ways to do it. You can either pay up front or you can do a royalty share of the profits of the book. So um, how did you approach that? Yeah, we we decided to um, negotiate a contract where I pay up front. And I like that idea. And I think it just kind of goes with how I've done everything with self-publishing. I really like the control and ownership of having all your rights. Um, so that kind mm-hmm. of seemed like the best fit and the best way to do it for me. Oh, I totally agree. I think if you can afford to pay it out front, yes, by all means, because rolling yeah. care forever is could be a lot of money that you're missing out on. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have any parting shots for anybody? Um, Anything you'd I like think, to say? Or? I think just it, it sounds like cheesy when I say it sometimes, but if you can dream it, do it. That's kind of been my motto this year. Um, and that's what I love about writing because, literally anything you can dream up in your head you can you can bring to life through your writing 
Um, so, and that's what I love about writing. It's kind of like our own little form of magic. And that's kind of what I've been applying to my life this year. Um, just anything that I can think of that I want to try with my books. I'm just trying to figure out a way to do it. And so I just kind of take the fear out of the equation and you have these goals and aspirations, just go for it. Okay, I'm totally stealing that quote. If you can dream it, do it. I love that. Yeah. That's so perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. It kind of fits with lift as you climb. Yeah. So I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was just awesome talking to you. You're, you're an awesome guest. It was beautiful every second. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Oh, I hope to see you in 2016. Remember what I said about stopping me and pulling me aside and saying, hey, I want to talk to you for a minute. Stay with me. <laughs> so do that, okay? <laughs> Definitely. All right. Thank you so much. All right. So everybody, be sure and tune in later today for another edition of Utopia Revelations with author B.J. Sheldon. She is amazing. You're going to love her. Don't forget to check out the book Lies by Christina, and pay her website a visit while you're waiting. Thanks for listening to A Daily Cup of Joe, and I'll be back later. Been warned.